evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show's You Haven't Seen It! Oh, you did it too! <laughs> uh, today, we are joined by, as always, Cambridge Out. <laughs> Was it because you forgot your name for a second? Or? No, I'm just seeing how far I can get from what my actual name is. Cambridge Out. Until it's just... You sounded like a... Stone Cipher from Django Unchained. I don't know. The guy with the dogs and the. uh, Or just Snake Man. I was thinking Mysterious (laughs) Creole Man from Joe Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you like to see see homos naked. Yeah, I get it, man. (laughs) Hot damn, boy. It's my favorite. Um, Man, I have have an unnatural love for that movie. I probably shouldn't like it. It's quite unnatural. Do you like it? I. It's got Kid Rock. Wait, I should also introduce, joining us for the first time, NPR superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Terry Gross. (laughs) Musician, uh, roommate. Julian Baker. Julian Baker. Not Katie. Welcome to the show. I'm I'm new to podcasts, so. Well, it's just like, you know, anything else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing special about who we are or what we do. Okay. Um, so just remember. Uh, Joe Dirt. So, it has Kid Rock. You're right. Mm-hmm. We're not watching Joe Dirt today, but um, it also has Christopher Walken. Oh, God. Yeah. I just when I'm, I remember seeing the previews and thinking, this looks like a piece of trash. And then actually seeing it, and I was like, this is kind of funny. I that was one of the it was one of like the first ten DVDs I ever got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what the first DVD I ever got was? Guess. All right, forget. I'll Jaws. Give you, no, <laughs> now Jaws. I don't think, even think Jaws was out then. Jaws had a laser disc at the time. Nice. So this was probably ninety nine or two thousand, and it was an animated movie. What was it? Five Goes West. It was not Five Goes West. Oh man, American Tale. It should right. have been. All right, I'll give you another hint. It was computer animated. Ninety nine or two thousand. A scanner darkly. No, <laughs> jeez, real dark as my first DVD. Yeah, yeah. I'm a film snot, but I'm not that much of a film snot. Like, <laughs> that's why I was like, I don't know if anybody else who would laugh at this reference. That's good. Computer animated. Yeah, uh, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything. Let me see if I can think of a ne- member- feature length though. Not. Oh yes, and okay. it, it has several sequels. Ooh, Toy Story. Nope. Hmm. Good guess though. Pixar. No, DreamWorks. Shrek. Yes. Okay. Oh, Shrek. Okay. I can and see that. I wore that thing out. And it wasn't even, I really liked Shrek, but I was so enamored with the idea of special features. How do you put mm. this down? I'm making a lot of noise. Um, I was fiddling. If you hear any weird, like, plastic things. Because he was fiddling. I was fiddling. Um, I love the idea of special features. And, like, Easter eggs on DVD menus? Come mm-hmm. on. Mm, okay. Incredible. I feel you. You know, I have a memory associated with that, and that is the reel of uh, the mess ups on Donkey, where Donkey was yeah. like super fuzzy, yeah, and poofy. So they messed I know, up the computer animation. Yeah, I know exactly that what you? Time. that was me. That was me this time. Phone call. Do you take that? <clears throat> no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> today, though, great start. Uh, no, we're doing fine. This is great. Today, though, we are watching the nineteen eighty two. Toby Hooper directed. Steven I didn't Spielberg know that. produced. Didn't know that either. I'm blowing your mind already, mm-hmm. and I will several more times before this is over. Okay. We are watching Poltergeist. Okay. Cameron. Mm-hmm. In 
all honesty, how have you fucking missed this movie? I think it's kind of the same story with most horror or horror-related stuff, is that I didn't have that older brother or parent growing up who was into it. Uh And this came out... It was like mid, it was like early to mid 80s, right? I just said 1982. I wasn't listening. I know. Um, I need to remember that, like when I talk to you. I don't that you retain don't. things. Yeah. Um, so, 82, three years before I was born, never had anybody that was like, you gotta see Poltergeist. Man, you gotta. You gotta see Poltergeist. <laughs> that, that guy was not present I, in my life. See, I grew up with it, so that's mm-hmm. weird. I mean, well, it's not so weird because I grew up with horror movies. But this one, I think every time it came on TV, ever when I was little or younger, we we watched it. Mm-hmm. When did you see it for the first time? I saw it. I was like too young. See, that's the thing. I have this interesting exposure to it where I have memories of all those tropey scenes because okay. my parents like would have it on. Sure. There's so many things that I remembered watching with my parents just because I'm like doing whatever on the floor. <laughs> right. And then there's like creepy girl. And like mysterious relationship with a ghost, but I'm like seven or eight, and so have no tangible memories. So, so was that the last time that you saw it? That's the last. Time oh, I so saw this it. is great. So there's threefold. Me, I've seen it so many times. This mm-hmm. is probably up there with movies that I have seen the most. Right. Um, it's it's several dozen. You have seen it, but it's been years. Yeah, it's been years. Cameron, I have like vague association with like why you shouldn't mess with dead. Okay. Like, you know, mass uh, graves. And Cameron has no mm-hmm. exposure. Zero I know exposure. that they're here. Give me the plot synopsis of the film. Ghosts come out of the television. Ghosts? Ghosts come out of the television. Okay. No, well, I know there's a staticky TV in there somewhere, and there's a little girl in there somewhere. That okay. is revealed by the cover. That's yeah. what I'm like, saying. I, but I I'm telling you what I know. All right, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you elements, and you string them together in a story. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Craig T. Nelson as a father. Mm-hmm. You have a mother. You have three kids. Mm-hmm. You have a house. You have a psychic, and you have paranormal investigators. Go. Um... I think it's a a ghostly presence that at first they think isn't that big of a deal and slowly gets to be more and more like malevolent. Okay. Is that the word? Malevolent. Ma- 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 I was thinking benevolent. <laughs> I was like, ma- what's the alphabet? Malicious. Malicious. Yeah. Okay. Malicious. Malicious. Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's it. It becomes An- Angelina Jolie. Yes. That's a great movie. Was it? I Did you not see it? it? No. Okay. I, I saw it with my mom. Because I'm a dork, and we cried and held hands. It was great. Oh, Everyone needs to see it with their mom. Big dork. All right. Well, well then, for over over Thanksgiving, it. I'm going to do that with my mother. Okay. okay. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, the elements are the family is the family, obviously, and the house is being haunted by the uh, harmful polter- poltergeist. The psychic comes in to try to get rid of this stuff, and eventually says, "This house is clean." Clear, clear. Which is later ref. I you said that earlier, and I know I, exactly what you thought of Ace Ventura: yep. Detective. <laughs> which to this point, what that was just like it was a stub. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that was a reference. I didn't know what it was a reference until to. just when I said it earlier. Right, and I was like, oh, oh wow. I guess that's from a movie. Holy shit! Okay, um, why is the house haunted? Well, she already mentioned burial grounds, Shit. but I think I before she said Bad that though, Chupa. I was thinking something about Indian burial grounds or just that kind of 
at this point, cliched idea of like building a house on something you should never have built a house on. Yeah, there, that's pretty close. Um, the, and there's there's a there's something to that, but we won't say what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you gonna say what it is? Don't say I, what it is. Well, after they find out it's what? The, the Indian burial ground. No, what? No, the tiny Indian, mm-hmm. and then the boy becomes Indian friends, in the cupboard, and then they. <laughs> you just made an Indian in the cover. You connected poltergeist and Indian in the cover. We made it. Plastic, plastic people. Do you regret asking? No, me that was guess? fantastic. That was fabulous. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you're close. But really, with those elements, what else could it be? You know. True. I mean, I gave you, I gave you pretty good. You know. Mm-hmm. I like gave you a puzzle that had everything but the corner pieces done. Right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, all right, man. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and watch it, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Sure will. I'm excited because I think that this movie, from start to finish, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, I think this is one of those rare right. examples. I, I think stayed. it is. I think it is a perfect uh, depiction of the all American family. Um, I think. It is how any family would deal with the situation. Um, and it's Toby Hooper and uh, Steven Spielberg. And there's a lot of behind the scenes about that, like who directed what, who yeah. really had you know, control over the movie. Uh, but we will come back and talk about it soon. Goodbye. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. (laughs) You are so unlucky! With their three children. (laughs) And something more. Remember the last night? Do you remember when you woke up and you said you're here? Uh-huh. Well, who did you meet? Who's here? TV people. Something's funny going on here next door. Something, uh... We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances lately. What kind of disturbances? I don't know what happens over this house.
And we're back. And special surprise appearance. It's been a long time coming by our other roommate, Ryan Davis. There is no Ryan, only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the gate with a pop culture reference. You passed. <laughs> uh, so, that was Poltergeist. What can we say about Poltergeist Cameron? I'm exhausted. Are That's you? a hell of a thing. It's a two-hour movie. Yeah, it is a long movie. And also, I thought there would just be that ending, you know, the end question mark thing after yeah. the psychic leaves. Nope. No. It's a whole nother thing. They give you two endings for the price of one in mm-hmm. this movie. They don't They don't fuck around. Um, and man, what a... The second ending is a hell of a thing. Well, though. and I... So, as somebody who has seen this so many times i really kind of thought of it critically this time um mm-hmm. which i mean it's something i've done in the past but this time i was like why is there two endings and my thought is well they they have to resolve the 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 whole thing about the graveyard and the bodies because they don't really resolve that right aside from hinting that well no i mean flat out saying that the previous uh, sub or subdivisions and developments had been built on a move to cemetery as well they weren't actually Right, you move the bo- you move mm. the headstones, but you didn't move the body, did ya? <laughs> did ya? Ah! <laughs> he was Jimmy Carrot's just blue eyes, just oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Wait, yeah, but, but he, he doesn't even know. make he did. Any <laughs> he he's so new. Defense for himself. Well, because like, he, he doesn't give an answer. Up. Yeah, he's just when like, you start to see the, so the coffins come out of the ground, mm-hmm. you fucked up. Dude, like, he just <laughs> puts his face in his hands like. Freaking just watching all this chaos. The crazy wormhole. I was like, I'm sorry. He seemed to say, I can't handle what you just did. (laughs) Too much. Julian, we discovered, okay, so we discovered probably halfway through the film that you had not seen this movie. Okay, yeah, so all of my vague childhood memories of like, oh yeah, Poltergeist, I have a nominal just acquaintance with that movie right no nominal knowledge of poltergeist 2 because halfway through i was like oh yeah i'm just waiting for the the native americans to show up and i'm like mike uh, was like hold on (laughs) yeah there are no native americans also in part two see what that really is indian in the cupboard (laughs) you're thinking of that's why i made that reference (laughs) Uh, yeah see that full circle right what did you think now that you've seen it i thought so many things well, let's I don't know. Them. Do you want to just like dive in? Oh, let's. I mean, we can dive in. Okay, I just don't want to go too crazy. Like, well, this is the conversation nuts, I was but... having. It's like, you know, you're a filmmaker. When I talk to other filmmakers, and we already discussed this a little bit, but I'll reiterate, we talked about you know the subtext. Right. There's so much subtext, and I know you brought up a little bit and got it like working in my mind, but I don't want to be looking. For something that's not there and well, be like oh this is what i got out of it this is what it symbolized to me when like things that i thought had significance well she's I, the youngest right well go ahead go ahead no well i mean just to just to kind of tell the audience what we talked about it's one of those things that i think spielberg and hooper are both filmmakers who don't need to set out to include subtext in a film that it kind of comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And the thing that, the one thing that you and I, and I will, all, the three of us, uh, and Ryan came in kind of, and the three fourths of the way through. So it wasn't quite the tail end. Yeah, yeah. it was last 45 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, was that it is, I mean, it is a, it is a, a, 
uh, very accurate portrayal of suburban life, mm-hmm. middle lo- lower middle class. Yeah, and I think that's why I didn't take it seriously at first because it's the archetypal, you know, horror movie, and I thought it would be cheesier. But, but it does significant. that subtext exists now because we have a frame of reference. Yeah, for you know, I mean, it, it it's a pretty like. I mean, it gives us there's a lot, a lot of, going on. Yeah, there's insight into that historical moment. Like it, the dude is freaking reading R- Reagan, the man, the president. <laughs> like, how much more quintessential '80s do you get? But yeah. then again, it was made. It, I mean, to your point, it was quintessential '80s without them knowing that it was that's going what, to because be. it was '82. Right. Yeah. That's, so they didn't yeah. know what the '80s even meant at was that 82 point. '82 Empire. Eighty-three is or uh, eighty is Empire. Eighty-three is yeah. Okay, because there's a ton of Star Wars stuff in the kids' room, but I think part of that is because Steven Spielberg, George Lucas. I mean, like I feel like that's a definite nod, but I'm, right. also I'm sure that every kid in the early '80s had that shit in their bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, to your... like right in between the two is like hype train for yeah. Jedi fixing to come out. Absolutely. To to your point a minute ago. Um, that I'm kind of losing now. Oh, yeah. I mean, our impression of the 80s now is excess. Right. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what I was saying is that they didn't know the 80s was going to be about excess two years in. And yet, that's what the movie is about in a way. I mean, the amount. And, I, you know, we, we commented on product placement. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's unintentional. Yeah. I just too. feel like that it's that. Yeah. I mean that it it goes it speaks to your point of of the excessiveness. Well, yeah, it's you know, everything was product, everything was brand. Cons- mm-hmm. Yeah, brand, consumerism. Right. It's just like everything in there, even like you explained the cutaway which I thought was a flashback to them buying the house initially is just for the the um the viewer to understand that this is a cookie cutter house. Yep. This is uh, an efficient lucrative endeavor. You know, and then the developer reaps the full repercussions of that. Sure. You know, he gets the investment. Yeah, but it's, it's, watching this with a a, a group of uh, people like all, all of you is interesting because it's one of these things where while we're watching it, we're bringing up little things. I feel now you could talk for hours about this movie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I feel like there's just so much. Uh, and and part of it I think is intentional. Part of it I think is unintentional, and is just mm. a product of our time. Um, Ryan, what did you? I mean, you, so you said that you had seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, catching the last forty five minutes or so, you came in in the good parts with with Tangina and. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, see all that subtext. I got none of that. <laughs> I came in and just holy shit! There's a portal to hell and a giant paper mache skull of the devil and just fucking. Bodies popping out of the ground on spring-loaded <laughs> rocket launchers and just pew pew. Yeah, it gets so that it, it's the ending is nuts. I mean, the last uh, act of the hashtag film, spoilers. Mm. Oh yeah, okay, a thirty-year-old movie. And, <laughs> I mean, just in a just in an aesthetic sense, the the effects were very Ghostbusters, oh, and yeah. I could have taken them as like kitschy, but something was still scary. There was a part where. I was screaming like like typical the, like the guy tearing his face ripping. apart. Yeah, yeah the yeah. face ripping. I was like girl in the movie theater. Like, ah! well, the, you, what did you you had commented during that part as well? About oh, that the, it reminded me of the Terminator mm-hmm. scene where he's fixing mm-hmm. himself, and it's clearly Arnold's face, and it's clearly a thing Puppet made head. to look like. That being said, the effect is still awesome. I was laughing, but not in a oh look how dumb that looks. In a, 
I can't believe they're doing this kind of laugh. Well, the, originally this film was rated R. Mm. Oh, it's not? It's not. It's rated PG because PG-13 did not exist yet. Yikes. Mm. Which explained, we talked about, uh, was it Swamp Thing the other night? Was that you? No, 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 that wasn't me. Oh, was that? It was somebody, oh. I thought it might have been you. But, uh, it, I mean, it just, uh, and again, what right, uh, we talked about Temple of Doom earlier. Temple mm-hmm. of Doom was the first, first PG-13. Right. And that was 83 or 84, right? Somewhere okay. around there. Um, so, you know, again, it's one of those things that it's, they got away with quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And that scene, even for the effect, it's a grisly scene. And yeah. every, I said, I said during that part, I hate this two minutes of the movie. And Julia was like, I thought you said it's a perfect movie. It is, because that two minutes from everything in the kitchen to the bathroom disgusts and scares the from shit out of From maggot me. steak to face rip. Yeah, no, maggot chicken and then just oh, maggot meat chicken. explosions. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just it just ruptures and then hemorrhages more meat. The, it's like, is, is this good or bad? Like, this is more steak. of just, like, bare flesh erupting. Like, I just paid for one steak, but this is expanding into a whole other steak. But at first, you're not sure if it's bad. I'm sure that the meat that was coming out of it was not steak. <laughs> not the no. steak you want to eat. I think it was giblets and, like, it was whatever. The, it was whatever oh, goo jelly they were covered in when they came out of the netherworld. Oh, that was peach jelly. Yeah, see, okay, things like that. You mentioned the jelly. (laughs) And, like, one of my thoughts that I was like, no, there's just no way in hell that this is the significance of that but i was like hmm it's strangely womb-like no you know, like no rebirth. of course that's like the significance. oh it's pl- placenta they like... are tied to a cord okay they yeah, come okay. out uh, the, they come out on the other things. side it's those things that i'm like am i being one of those no. because like you know you'll know this like our degree teaches us to be like, hmm, and do like close <laughs> And reading. hold our monocles. Yeah, and hold our <laughs> monocles. <laughs> and then there are movies that are like, nope, this is just what happens because I thought it would be scary if this if they were covered in jello. But I want to be like, oh, it's like a womb. Okay, if. I mean, I don't want to be covered womb. in jello. That shit's gross. Just like birth. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Therefore, okay, yeah, it's the same then thing. Then you bring up birth. It's like the. So the lack of reverence for death, and they, they weren't gratified in death, but then. And also, it was really significant not only that she was the youngest, right. most innocent, most right. malleable kind of psyche that exists within the house but then also the just sly comment that like your daughter one of your children was born in that house mm-hmm. it's so and i was like bruh she was so like it's such that's... a small detail but yeah. he says it and it's like i was like yeah that's and i mean and yeah of course it's rebirth i mean that well, when it turns after they come back to the house after mm-hmm. the the night of hell and they come back for night two of hell um the the door essentially opens i mean like when all of the shit's coming out of the corners of the door Mm -hmm. you know the little like weird jelly tentacles yeah and the door the door gets pulled inward it's just a giant fleshy tube and it's i mean it's reminiscent of like the birth canal i mean it's you know there's 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 clearly i mean it it was a hair vaginal. I mean, yeah, yeah okay, absolutely. Also, my other absolutely. thought was that it was a mouth, and here's why that would have been interesting. It's because, like, the scene where they drop all the, they drop that uh, necklace, and then they drop the watch. So, like, the ghosts of the prospectors are coming back seeking, as the medium says, like, these earthly pleasures to gratify things that they think will put them at ease, but it won't. Mm-hmm. Because now they have to search for peace beyond their corpor- like or corporal forms, blah. So, like... In the same way that the child escaped through, like, rebirth, right. which is, like, the natural essence of life that's not tangible, 
it tries to devour you with all the trappings of like a material world like a vast throat that's like engulfing like consuming like, right gold and watches and see like is that too no i mean i i don't think that that's too much i mean i feel like that's probably more a product of now like, like us our, viewing yeah. it now right it's hard and to imagine like, them oh, writing the, the script and being like this is what it means i yeah. feel like the that the the birth imagery is probably closer to what they were going for because yeah. it's all very i mean i, feel I think like that's probably right quite it's not exactly i just have a penchant for being like Consumerism. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, I mean, understand. Think about it, that's why they're not at rest. Right. No, that makes perfect sense. And the further away, like the more disillusioned, like the dad, the authoritarian right. figure, he is like the most like all American dude, and he's the one that doubts the medium. He's the most skeptical, and he's the most estranged, well, and most at odds. So as I mean, you they, get they, to there's... further levels of believing in innocence, quote unquote you get a more amicable relationship, but still, like, ultimately they try to use that innocence to, like, pervert it. Well, there's there's little details about the father, too, where, you know, which one punishes your kids, mm, you know. Yeah. That uh, was... She only hears the voice of her mother, mm. um, you know, and it's... And every time, Craig T. Nelson just does this little, like... It's, it's almost shame. Mm. It's not anger. He has this kind of look of, like, you know, like why maybe not because it's not that he's a bad father because i think that mm-hmm. he's a good father but it's this it, it definitely is a thing you know he's wondering why he can't be as effective as the wife is mm. uh cameron what uh i mean i said at the beginning i think this is a perfect movie mm-hmm. how do you feel about it overall i mean you said you were exhausted but i want to know like how you feel about the movie Everybody's looking we, we're at me all right now. Heavy stairs. Um, well, I've already ran my. No, <laughs> I liked it. I will say I didn't like it as much as some of the other. You haven't seen that. Okay. Selections. Why is that? I don't think it was anything wrong with the movie necessarily. It was more just, you know, my, my aesthetic and mood versus what was on the screen. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, as far as effects go, I liked almost all of them a lot. Mm-hmm. There was the only one that I thought did kind of air on the cheesy side was when she the uh the psychiatrist opens the door and all the stuff spinning around. Yeah. yeah. It just has that green screening look that a lot of things in the eighties and early nineties did. Yeah. Um but other other than that, even some of the stuff that I guess could be seen as a little weird or dated, like the like green ghost air that was floating around, I still thought that worked for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then there were just a bunch of other effects that were perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, pretty I much f- every other effect. I feel like the moment in the room is the only thing that is dated. Uh, mm-hmm. I still feel like, even like Ryan mentioned, like the giant devil head. Yeah, like, that's I feel like scary. all that stuff is still, it still looks really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's clearly paper mache and it's clearly fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they, they really just, I mean. Yeah, I was spooked by it. I expect, yeah. I expected to not take it seriously. But I because... think that, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that's Bill, because no, they, they build for an hour and a half of, like, legitimate terror and then they really just fucking the last 30 minutes just throw the kitchen sink at you. I did like the pacing. I thought the yeah. pacing was really cool in that, because I was looking at the time on your DVD yeah. player and when the psychic was introduced. Yep. And it was like it's, an hour and 15 in they, that you, she's finally. The first like real ghost shit doesn't happen until half hour into the movie. Yeah. And it's like, 
Yeah, that you because it it builds your characters. You get introduced to this all American family, and you mm-hmm. get introduced to their very suburban kind of you know wholesome way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's everybody's family. Like even if it's not, it's still everybody's family. You know, <laughs> right. like I mean, this yeah. is a family. I I love the people in this family. I get to spend two hours with them because it because the thing that happens in the second movie is that the Freelings are really down on their luck. Like this has ruined them. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of diminishes their quality of life even further. So it becomes a very depressing movie. Mm. Uh, and then the third movie, Carol Ann is sent to live with her aunt and uncle. Like that's, it's this like steady decay in their family life. And right. it's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and there's, there's that commentary on family life in all three movies. Mm. Um, but this, like this family is just, I think Joe Beth Williams is an, like, the perfect, not even perfect '80s mom. She's just perfect mom, you know. Like mm-hmm. she, I mean, and I, and the perfect thing, mom smoking weed. Yeah, and yeah, dude, she has a flask in one hand and her kid in the other hand, and I was just like, dang. Times have changed. One Times necessitates changed. the other, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like you know, there's a lot of interesting elements at play. I mean, like the fact that they don't go to the police, and yeah, you know, the fit that like they're like. I mean, what would you do? I guess your daughter's missing, you know? And you're the first suspect. Right. You know? I mean, the family, they they always start from within the family. She's in the TV. What do I do? She's in the TV. (laughs) I don't know how to get her out of the box. (laughs) Um, I don't know what that was. (laughs) We did a thing. Um, But, yeah, so, I don't know. What are you giving it? Let's say like a three and a half. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's way too low. Out of what? Out of what? I thought out five. Of five. Five. I was like, what? Oh no! no, no, no. Drake? What do you? What, I mean, from what you've seen, what would you, <laughs> you give that ending? Uh, I, I I give it an eighty-five. It's got a good beat and dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, every one of Ryan's reviews. <laughs> uh, Julian, out of five. Uh, I give it a ninety-three because I want it to be an oh, A. God, you know, five, but not perfect. Five. Mm-hmm. Four out, out of five, Mike. All right, four out of five. Okay, so or four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Boom. Yeah, that's it. That's accurate. I'm giving it a five out of five. I just, I'm not. Yeah, see, because you're a horror fan, and but I think that's my. Has, but all right, my love of this movie has zero to do with horror. Does no, it? I'm just saying. But you're more. Yes, you're I more predisposed it. to like it. Like. You're more predisposed to like it because you have a better sensibility for horror. If I'm not this... a horror fan at all. No, but you still give it four and a half. I'm not arguing with you. Uh, like that's still great. I'm saying that if this had just been a straight family drama, I would love this movie just as much I feel because that. I th- feel like these people are just as would be just as interesting to watch yeah. as if the daughter was kidnapped. You know, like if mm-hmm. it was a straight family drama, I feel like this would be just as interesting as of a movie to watch. It does help that there's ghosts. <laughs> and well, yeah, ghosts help everything. Like, I, it would have been a five out of five for me if it was like robots from space stolen. <laughs> of course. Or whatever. Of course know. it would, Ryan. She, she was stolen by space robots. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> then, then it would if, be me swearing up and down it's a perfect a movie. If more like Futurama, <laughs> yeah, would like it. I mean, actually, if it was just Futurama. If it was Futurama. Uh, also, great performances across the board. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, I agree. The scene stealer being Zelda Rubenstein as Tangina, the psychic woman. Yes. She is. God, that was awesome. That's just one of the most perfect movie characters of all time. And she doesn't, she makes a brief appearance in the third movie. 
but is not in the second movie. Oh at all. man, I would I would have taken advantage. I would have had her in every single. I mean, yeah, iteration. But I think I don't. I think she just decided not to come back. Mm. Um, or she, her friend, like. The, was she creeped out by the weirdness surrounding well, the film in okay, real life? Well, okay, so yeah, so this film's kind of cursed. Heather O'Rourke, who plays uh, uh, Carol Ann, passed away. Uh, she had intestinal stenosis, not uh, leukemia, leukemia, as I thought. Um, and then uh, the older sister was choked to death. Choked into brain death by her in the same year that this what? came out. Does so that that's even, even like, that's choked awful. Choked into brain death? Uh, yeah, just... Jesus. Awful. That combo. Then um, Zelda Rubenstein's uh, had a like a, a vision of her dog coming to her and telling her goodbye, and then a few hours later, her mother called her to tell her that her dog had died. Um, and then the mother, Jo Beth Williams, she uh, would come home and all of her pictures would be crooked, and she'd fix them, and they would start, you know go crooked again. Um, and this is over like three films that weird shit happened. Wow. They used real human skeletons for all of the dead bodies. Are wow. you serious? Wow. You made a movie about how to be reverent and respect corpses and how you incur curses when you. Oh my God. What? what are you an idiot? It was, it was, like, it was that a technical mistake. Let's. Me. Please they, curse me, they yeah, said. Let's make, let's to make the a heavens? movie about how. Like maluse of corpses <laughs> brings about curses. I mean, let's use real corpses. Corpse the way you say it makes it bad. <laughs> at the wow. time, it all made sense. It seemed Guys, like a I have good an idea, idea for a movie. Corpus, idea for a movie. Corpus Cursey. Yep. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take all it. All right, judges, judges. Okay. I was gonna yes, say, it counts. That was a Texas size pun like right there. Death imitating <laughs> art. I got to share the pun that I made during the movie. <laughs> okay. So Tangina makes her appearance, and Julian goes. Is that the medium? And I go, no, she's a small. Because <laughs> she's three feet tall. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah, they used real, real skeleton, real human skeletons, uh, because they were cheaper than ceramic ones, or like you know, in time. Oh, hey whoa. man, that's like, sad and that's how Hollywood works. Level yes, that really human is. skeletons are a for sale, b cheaper than fake skeletons. Right. Um, so, you know, that's probably why the movie was cursed. Uh, I I, I like, see, I like to imagine there's like some kind of prop director going, no, I ain't using those fake skeletons. (laughs) We got a, hey, Tony, you got a box of real ones back there, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I've been collecting them for years. (laughs) I know where to get some more, too. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, so that's Poltergeist. It is. That was a wild ride. From start Start to finish. finish. Uh, or for me, from forty-five minutes to the end to the finish, finish. from middle end to end. Um, yeah, I I adore this movie. Um, I really there's aside from like a few small, very very small dated things, I find nothing wrong with this film. Uh, and I tried this time. I was like, well, there's got to be something like you know, because like looking at it critically, I'm like, there's got to be, there's nothing I can really be critical of. I don't like the daughter, the older daughter. That's my one thing. Yeah. But she's not in she's it She's kind of much. the least present. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but true to, you know. Her your, age. To her age. Yeah. You know. I'm yeah. going to Especially blame. during I mean, that era. She, she definitely acts as you would expect. And I, you know, I just, uh, maybe that's why. I'm just like, yeah. oh, there's, you know. 
Um, right, start. Oh my god, there's change coming out of the ceiling. <laughs> I, I dropped a quarter. It's I'm not sorry. that bad. It's just sort of annoying. Oh, Ow! Not, go watch. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, for a bigger show, this has been. You haven't seen that? No, you say, you say <laughs> your name at this point. Oh, <laughs> damn. Julian Baker. Ryan R. Davis. Cameron <laughs> That was good. That was, we... Cameron discovered that he was trying to slur his name as much as possible. Um, and I have been Mike D. Thank you so much for listening. By the time you hear this, we will have a new home. Uh, so I hope you have followed us there. Just like the family in Poltergeist. Whoa. <laughs> SoundCloud is haunted. <laughs> you forgot to move the files, didn't you? It's haunted by the dead dreams of all the MTSU RIM students. Yes. Good night. <laughs> We're gonna need a big show. We're gonna need a bigger, 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 bigger. We're gonna need a big show. We're gonna need a bigger show. With Mike.